Hello, 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 and welcome to Bitches with Beards. And on this week's episode, I asked a question. Between all the giving and the stuffing, is Turkey Day the top energy that we need right now? And Max, just so you know, here I am once again, falling to pieces. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) We're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And we both have opinions. So let's get this party started. Cheers. Cheers. Daniel, I have to ask, what are you thankful for this year? This podcast, there we go. Not Timothy Chalamet. No, well, I mean, he's the gift that keeps on giving, truly. Yes. Well, I love him. Oh, I love the SNL skit. (laughs) Well, except that he keeps seeing all of Abigail Breslin's roles now. Well, someone had to. It was all downhill after, you know, um, Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, poor thing. It's okay, <laughs> Shed Ryan Murphy and Screen Queens. Well, there you go. I'm also grateful for this podcast. Mm, there we go. It's there, it keeps me sane. Yeah. While driving everyone else crazy, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Bonkers mad. <laughs> well, I have to say, though, last week did get a bit messy. So, Daniel, what do you have to clean up? Well, I do have a house to keep in the housekeeping corner. Um, it turns out that Tom Ford did direct a second film <gasps> called Nocturnal Animals in 2016 I was unaware of it but he's not in talks to direct a third film it rings a bell what was it about I have no clue but I know Amy Adams was in it that's all I've got it does ring a slight bell it was one of these I was watching the trailer and I'm like I'm not that interested in it no and I hate saying that <laughs> But, you know, a single man was good. Like, Well, single man was lovely. It was great. I just, uh, yeah, not so much. <laughs> well, that was a slight anti-climax, really, wasn't it? I know, but I had to, <laughs> I had, I had to do it for the listeners. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> there we go. Well, anyway, before we move on to the show and start breaking down our culture, how's the week been? And Max, what did you get up to because you don't have kids? Everything. We got to stay in a shitty hotel and watch me run a marathon. Oh, I want you to tell the audience what happened at the hotel. Well, the question is what happened before in the hotel. Or after the hotel. <laughs> can I say what the hotel chain was? I think you can. I think it's right to run them through the ground. I have already on their online review process, mm. including photos I did take from the hotel. So, <laughs> there um, were photos. <laughs> lovely listeners, I did complete my fourth marathon, the Richmond Marathon. Yay. It was a lovely pleasure. It was beautiful. I love doing a marathon. But the trouble is that... Actually, when I went to trouble, it was our first weekend's like traveling to a marathon and mm. we took both dogs with us and we looked at the price of hotels and they were like three hundred dollars a piece in we richmond said no. Virgi- richmond virginia richmond virginia not richmond england <laughs> virginia virginia and then we found a sixty dollar hotel and boy did we get our money's worth and we said that's the winner right there well the <laughs> hubs did kind of masturbate over whether or not we should go for one and it was a bit more and then we were like well that's the price of another trip Mm, fair, fair. So we, it started bad when we put it in a sat nav and arrived at a Wawa. Mm-hmm. And when we called them up, we said, we're at a Wawa. And they went, no, 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 no. You, we are a quality in. Mm-hmm. And I went, well, we know that, but your sat nav link thing, show my age there. 
Uh-huh. We're at a Wawa. The GPS has taken us to a gas station. <laughs> so we eventually found it. Red flag number one. <laughs> Wish we hadn't. Get there, and they're saying no dogs. And we're like, well, we say online we have dogs. Like, no, no dogs. I'm like, well, they have a license, like an ID thing for them being you know, service dogs. So no, we're sitting $25 each a night. I'm like, so you do allow dogs? No. So many questions in that statement. I think at that point the husband walked away and basically just realised that he was going to murder someone. So took, you know, and just I was like, okay, just take my card. We'll deal with it. Because we usually charge extra for dogs. Right. We eventually realised there's two hotels on said space. And we end up in the one that we think is ours and it is ours but as the elevator door opens the elevator is half a foot above where the floor is so we get in and say prayers arrive at said floor there is arguments clearly a prostitute down the other end of it uh, we have to push hard on the door because it won't close properly therefore it won't open properly oh my gosh we just there's these weird stains everywhere there is cigarette stains on the comforter, including burns. So when we remove it, we're like, fine, we'll get rid of that. That's dirty. We're sitting there watching RuPaul later on because I need to get an early night. And I look down and go, I think there's blood stains on this under comforter. And we have photos if anyone wants to see them. And I might actually put them up online on Twitter, X, because quite frankly, it was disgusting. We had coffee but no coffee maker uh it was just and then outside it was just full of cigarettes on the on the on the balcony and wrap droppings everywhere oh oh but on a highlight the shower had good pressure and was really hot i mean that's the one silver lining that you've said the entire evening about this it's scary yes uh, and then the elevator stopped working for a period of a day mm-hmm. so we were using the stairs, which somehow managed to have a coffee stain in them. How stairs get a coffee stain, one does not know. Oh my gosh. The hubs woke up to someone having a screaming fight next door. Uh, we heard people have sex, and as we left on the last day, someone was shouting down their phone going, I'm going to fucking get him. So you were essentially at the Hotel California. We checked out, though, uh, uh-huh. and we definitely left. <laughs> but apart from that, the marathon was a lot of fun. Uh, our friend Julian Paul came up to say hello. The hub did his bit, and he ran about, and he was on his bike, and he managed mm-hmm. to get all my Gatorade and bananas to me, and he kept finding musicians to come and hang out with. Uh, the Man Candy, both Insta runners and as supporters, were saying else. Uh, mm-hmm. Richmond knows how to trim a beard mm-hmm. and wash a hoodie. Ooh, but also wear a nice visor sunglass. Mm, yay. Yay, Ted Water. <laughs> but it did go really well. Uh, aside from the toilet situation where I got to one stop and there was not enough toilets and some were locked, so I had to lose five minutes waiting for men to take a minute to have a pee. And at one point, Ben. But like banging on the door going hurry the fuck up buddy and um, <laughs> that went down well but no it was really great uh, Had after that had a nice uh, social week um, we saw our lovely friend Sarah and we went to, to piano bar and Ooh, you know, saw nice. her there and then I, I feel like I've gone from one marathon to the next mm-hmm. and essentially now we're in the pre- holiday marathon <laughs> we're in pre-thanksgiving season <laughs> the hubs has been given minimal instruction but on no uncertain terms has to meet me at certain places with a car it's fair it's, it's fair 
If he's not going to cook, he can meet with the vehicle. <laughs> well, he, he's going away on a business. Oh. Uh, through Wednesday. Oh. So, and whereas people go, well, he gets, he's not going to help with the cooking. And I'm there going, he's not going to try and help with the cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> I get half a day of just sitting there with a glass of wine. <laughs> just looking over your stews and <laughs> wonderful. Well, only one more thing happened, but I think I'll save that for my week in culture. Well, I want to tell you what happened on my week. I got to pull a Gwyneth. You got to pull Gwyneth. I got to pull Gwyneth. You went down on a bunny slope and hit a chiropractor. No, but I essentially told someone in an email, I wish you well. Literally opened up the email with that. The white woman curse. Exactly. Well, it was one of these. I was interviewing interns, and I had someone scheduled for Monday at, I think it was 1 o'clock. Yeah. She emails back. She's like, hey, can I actually reschedule this for 5 p.m.? And I'm sitting here, and I'm like... Excuse me, ma'am, no. And I was just like... I would rather we don't do this at 5 p.m., but sure, we can do it at 5, because I was home. I was like, uh, I can do a 5 p.m. interview. <laughs> yeah, they're wanking off. Well, and then, and then, literally at 3 o'clock, she sends an email, can we reschedule for Tuesday? And I'm like, I said, okay. I said, but this is the last reschedule that I'm willing to do for this position, because I want to make a decision by Wednesday morning. I have to. Like, I thought we were going to shut down. I had to get paperwork in so, like, this person could start. See, what you do at this point is you spin a narrative. So you say, hey, can we schedule for five? I have to get a last minute doctor's appointment or something, medical Mm -hmm. appointment. And then you say, actually, this is going to run a bit late. I'm really sorry to do this. You know how it is. Can we do it tomorrow? You have to weave a response, a reactionary narrative. She did not do that. Tuesday morning at eight o'clock in the morning, I get an email. I think it was eight. No, no, no. I, it was because I sent you a message at 6.30, so yes. overnight. We start early. We started early. So your AOL was buzzing. Yeah, so anyways, overnight, this person had sent an email saying, I want to cancel the interview. I've decided to go with another opportunity. And I started off the email response back to her, I wish you well. Oh. I was just like, absolutely not. I had to reschedule this three times, which made me not do another interview with someone else. I was like, no, we're not. I'm just absolutely not. But the thing is, we found our person. We're going to hire our person. He's going to be on in January, and I cannot wait. And that's how Timothy Chalamet came to work for the government. Exactly. Timothy Chalamet is going to be working. Because we all know Wonka going to bomb. <laughs> I don't think it's going to do that well. Have you seen the poster? I've seen the previews, yes. If you, no, the, if they claim to do a poster right. Oh, I haven't looked at the poster. God. Just don't. Oh, is it that bad? His perspective's out on his face. Oh, oh no. Oh no, ma'am. Oh, no, 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 no. Anyway, we wish him well. We wish him well. (laughs) I really, really want to see someone, and this is a task, if anyone's good with like, I could probably do it myself actually, but it's it's Harry Potter, but every time they use the Evada Kedavra, it's just someone going, I wish you well. (laughs) (laughs) And that's serious, I I wish you well. (laughs) I wish you well. And that Mrs. Weasley. I wish you well, well, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Could you just imagine Ralph Fiennes going, I wish you well. I actually can. I think he's really working. Like, I can totally see that scene happening. The power of Gwyneth. The power of Gwyneth. Gwyneth. Well, there's more power coming to this episode. Well, that is so true. The last little bit of news that I had is that I had a movie and date night with Priest on Saturday. You were running. I was not. Um, Let's just say I'm going to have a petticoat lane at the end of the episode to talk about. 
Oh, yes, I don't want you to see. Not The Exorcist. Yeah, no, I did, we did not go see The Exorcist. That'd be too much like work for him. <laughs> well, this one got very multicultural, I tell you. And Ellen Burstyn, who's a freaking religious right in herself. Right, right, right. Mm. I've been told that my references are niche, but if you don't know about Ellen Burstyn and, and The Exorcist, you're doomed doomed read a book children read, read a, a book. book or speak to your mother exactly start a conversation going mum tell me about the exorcist and how you couldn't <laughs> go into the toilet on your own for three weeks <laughs> mom is there a reason why we don't have pea soup <laughs> no that happened to my mum's mate Karen oh yeah she, she stuck into the exorcist in the 70s not they were alive back then but hey <laughs> and um, she couldn't go in a toilet cubicle mum had to go and sit in a toilet cubicle with her for oh. like a month Thing. She told a story. Oh, we'll get back onto it. And also, apparently, I, I meander, but hey. Um, <laughs> no, um, so she had a house with her lovely mum, Lil, God rest her soul, and it was actually above a cemetery. Okay. And I knew it, but it's a South London cemetery, so really pretty, part mm-hmm. of the Golden Age of Death. Yeah. And uh, there was a little bit of a. Her room was upstairs, obviously, but you know, you had to go up these stairs. And if you've seen The Exorcist, which I presume everyone has, because it's one of the greatest movies ever made. Uh, the camera will pan up the stairs when you know something bad's going to happen the stairs mm. became a thing of fear right and Karen was going up with a plate of spaghetti and the, the light blew and um, she shot there everywhere and her mum walks in and finds spaghetti like everywhere <laughs> and her huddled in the living room going no no <laughs> and that's how she got busted for sneaking into the film <laughs> Before we move on to the news, my dear, I think we need a drink. As we join our favourite barefoot contessa in Ina's garden, Daniel, what libation are you serving us today? So I have made us a fall margarita. It includes Cointreau, tequila, apple cider, and egg white, some lime juice, some maple syrup, and it has a lovely little brown sugar salt rim on top. Cheers. Cheers. And it's smooth. It's smooth. Is the egg the foam or the egg in it? The egg is the foam. I've never had egg in a cocktail before. Essentially, if you have a pisco sour, it's made with egg whites as well. I've definitely never had a pisco sour. It's delicious. Yeah. I, I, I It came up on Instagram and I messaged it and Daniel just said, do you want me to make this? And I just sent the gif of the guy with his hands to the air going, <laughs> And so I was pressured into making it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's good. It's the sugar. I think because I'm so used to salted rim. Mm, yeah. But it calls for a sugared rim. So It does call for it. Well, we will call for a sugared rim. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough talking about ourselves and what Daniel's mixed up in his little cauldron of Bubbles and alcohol and mm. regret. Yes. What's going on in the neighborhood? Well, bubbles of cauldron, alcohol and regret. I mean, that's par for the course. At this portion of the show, listeners, we're going to discuss the stories that are gay, gay adjacent, are just a little bit camp. Should we start a little bit camp? Yeah, let's start a little bit camp. Bobby Burke is leaving Queer Eye. Oh, Bobby. Oh, Bobby. I mean, yeah. He's got one more series. Uh, which... he's, he's, he's the... Uh, listeners were gesturing to the husband... He he's the one that does all the. Uh, he, he's house daddy. He's the architect, like builder. I didn't know it was still going. Yeah, yeah we we halfway through the last series that was oh. set in. Yeah, we still got some episodes to go. I thought they cancelled it. No. no. Oh, okay. 
No. Um, so when it's news, it's still hard. I kind of ended up preferring We're Here. Mm-hmm. I preferred that one but no so they've got one more season to go set in uh, Norlins Norlins no, and then that's the one he's going to be his last no I generally though I like I, Bobby's my favourite I think Bobby's hella cute mm, I think yeah. he is uh, uh, and I think he's talented he's talented he's genuinely but talented. he also gets the least screen time I think they tend yes. to he, get, he he runs his fingers across some paint and um, some fabric samples and then suddenly there's a whole bloody living room built you know there's a brand new house <laughs> yeah he's and so I kind of so who did you think he was? I heard you, you said what, what, what should you say? Queer Eye. I heard Queer Spoke in my head. <laughs> it did get cancelled. I'm sorry. That's and then when you said Bobby and you said fingers and lips and like that. Sorry, now I get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sidebar, sidebar. I thought, thought you were talking about the new Queer Eyes series. Uh, that Queer Eyes, uh, Queer Spoke series. Yeah, yeah, no, that has been canceled. God, that no surprise, no one. Okay, so I wasn't yeah. totally wrong. No, sorry, that one very much heard. has been canceled. <laughs> no surprise that no one to watch a show that centered around one of the most traumatic experiences of modern gay lifestyle. But hey, right. I am going to miss him running his finger. But then I just guess <laughs> I can just guess I'll watch Anne Halfway do it at the start of Devil Wears Prada. There you go. <laughs> Just follow him on Instagram. There you go. But I do think Germany is a little bit to do with the fact he just get he gets no screen time. No, he gets no screen time. But he also has like so many other projects too that are going. Yeah, on. he actually has like business. A furniture line. Yeah, yeah, he's he does not need it. Yeah. Who does need work is Lucas Gage. Spelled oh. K. <laughs> K being probably the optimal thing that goes up his nose. Anyway, that oh. joke him. No. Someone's bitchy tonight. <laughs> so for those that don't know, Lucas Gage basically got his ass eaten by Mary Bartlett on the first season of White Lotus. Oh yeah. Everyone went mad over it. It annoyed me because it wasn't that Mike White wrote a show that gave um, you know, mainstream attention to an alternative sex act. No, the little twink that got his arse ate like only the fans was the one that everyone was worshipping. Yeah. Um but he I prefer daddy. I did prefer Daddy Murray Bartlett. Everyone check him out in Farscape. Um, yeah. But no, I, I everyone worshipped him because, let's face it, if we actually worship people that are talented and successful, we'll have to try harder. So let's just reach our limits to only the fans. Mm. But um, no, he he ended up getting married. He met someone. They were rumoured, suddenly engaged. and well, then it was, well, the someone was Chris Appleton. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, he's Kim Kardashian's stylist. Oh, yeah. And they get married. Everyone's like, wow, true love happens. And surprising no one, six months later, they're getting divorced. Because obviously his career did not take off. So this will be not an everlasting love. Not an everlasting love. The funny thing is, though, the episode of the Kardashians, it's featured on Ed last week. So officially, an editor's worked harder on their relationship than they have. Oh, my God. (laughs) Did I say that? Oops, sorry. Oops. (laughs) It's all news this week. Next bit of news I have, Coyote versus Acme. Have you heard about this movie? No, I have not. So they're doing a live-action cartoon hybrid of the Warner Brothers Coyote, mm. as in Wiley Coyote. As Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. Yeah. The idea being that he finally sues the Acme brand for their failed products. They sell him to capture Roadrunner. Uh-huh. Sounded hilarious. It was part of a slate of movies that was commissioned by um, Warner Brothers for HBO Max. The idea being they were going to have some high-end, high-budget movies that were basically max, max exclusive. This feels a little bit like Mattel, but not. But okay. Yeah, but then Batgirl was also part of this. 
Oh. Um, and Batgirl got cancelled yes. after completion. And, and they, they shelved it. They shelved it as a tax write-off. What's happened now is that they've actually decided that they can ship the movie to other... They cancelled it because apparently Warner Brothers were concerned about the high budgets of these pro- projects. Oh. The trouble is that they've been built for TV. Well. So you've got high cinema budgets with TV, you know, sort of thing. There's not much really they felt comfortable doing. They were like, yeah. well, we've paid a lot of money for a, a TV movie. Yeah. So they have, though, allowed the director to ship the project to other um, distributors in the hope it will get released. The big thing they're kind of saying with this, though, is that they think that essentially people are losing faith in, H- in Max, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers and HBO in general. Uh, would you want to work as someone that you know is going to be flaky? No, absolutely not. So it's quite an interesting one. I, I think, like, I know there's a lot of made for, like, Netflix do their good old Christmas ones. They've got some lovely ones looking coming up. There's one with Heather Graham and Brandy Norwood. I cannot yes, wait yes. for that excited for that one. There's a lot of good stuff. I don't stuff. remember what the title of that one is, but I... Uh, best dot Christmas dot ever. Oh. Period. Oh. <laughs> best dot. <laughs> Uh, but no I think it's I think that they found a way of you know like it's a bit like like Lacey Chabert does the Hallmark movies and she they know what they're doing with those but it's when you're like, when you're being told oh you're going to make a blockbuster movie but just for Max yeah it's not working for them <sighs> Jamie Lynn Spears oh, is going to be appearing on the British version of I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here oh my gosh so for those that don't know I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here did originate in Britain uh, it's an ITV1 programme essentially 10 to 12 whatever amount of celebrities dropped into the Australian outback or jungle and they are have to survive voted off it's and actually it's a bit like Survivor it's a bit like Survivor so we don't have Survivor anymore and I think because I'm a Celebrity took off so much they decided mm. not to compete it's, it's made careers a lot of like mainly people if like smaller careers have like blown up on it mm-hmm. uh, and the winners usually done really well Jamie Lynn Spears is on it which is interesting because she's American there was an American version I know for a short period of time that Ka- Caitlyn that well. Jenner was on did not do well but the fact is that she's probably getting a lot of money from this but also it gives her a chance to be vocal about no doubt what's been said about her well naturally at the same time, um, she'll be sharing the stage with one Mr. Nigel Farage, a white right-wing British politician who is only successful for having the most punchable face in politics. <laughs> and if you look at him, you really want to punch his chinless face. <laughs> a chinless wonder. We'll see how it goes. I, I said I, I want to be cautious because the husband's told me to watch the um, Meghan Markle documentary and I'm mm. like, well, that's a bit one-sided. And likewise, then I think I have to turn around and say, well, I guess we have to be the book. Britney's book is the one-sided one. Yeah, that's true. Though, yeah, let's say. My final little bit of news uh-huh. that came up today is uh, the Elton John Jake Shears musical, Tammy Faye, is coming to Broadway. Oh my gosh, really? Yes, they've announced it. Oh, fantastic. With most of the creative crew coming to the 24-25 season, I do smell... Train tickets. I would say road trip. Road trip. So that's my final little bit of news that snuck in today. And with that, Daniel, I let you have the floor. Thank you. And I'm going to say you gave me the first little bit of news, and so I have to share it with the world. You're like, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. So one was Kelly Clarkson was doing an interview this past week, and she announced that Taylor Swift does the nicest thing I've ever heard. Every time Taylor re-releases one of her albums, she sends Kelly flowers 
because Kelly Clarkson in 2019 took to Twitter and said, Hey, Taylor, we know you're upset about not owning your masters. Why don't you just re record them? And that started, you know, the Taylor version, essentially. Taylor stays very loyal. She stays very loyal. She helps those that help her, essentially. And it was one of these that Kelly's like, You know, I just think it's really nice, but Taylor's smart enough that she would have come up with that on her own. She's like, you don't have to send me the flowers, but I like them, so... I bet they're really nice, and I bet there's a lot of nice full colours in there. Oh, I bet that each one's themed for the album. That's what I'm hoping. I bet they find a kitty in them as well. It's like, what is a cat? (laughs) Oh, meow! (laughs) Right there, right there. So, my other bit of news, um, it's a little bit of a longer one, maybe we'll see is that the Grammy Award nominees were announced last week. I heard. Big news, big news, big news. And the future is queer and it is female. Which means we all goes to the one word we know, Janelle Monet. <laughs> <laughs> Janelle Monet, indeed. So, uh, for seven awards, uh, or nominations, there was Phoebe Bridgers, Victoria Monet. Um, SZA had nine award nominations. She had the most this year. Nice. Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift, Billie Eilish, and Miley Cyrus are all tied for six nominations yes Boy Genius got six award nominations have they, you ever heard them yes they are the queer um, girl rock art group they won SNL this week yes which is very good very entertaining so their strong their song Strong Enough is what sort of catapulted them because it was nominated twice yeah so that was part of uh, the thing also for the queers um, all three country award uh, categories had an LGBTQ represented. Brandy Carlisle. Brandy Carlisle, Brothers Osborne, and Alison Russell. Nice. I like it. What did Alison Russell do? Oh, I read it and I couldn't tell you what it was. I know I know the name. Yeah, I think she co collaborated with Brandy on something. Yeah, Brandy Carlisle is someone, if anyone doesn't knows the name and doesn't really know who they are, uh, Brandy Carlisle is a very interesting person in mm. that they, they worked their way through the industry and created a need for themselves. Yes. They are known to support artists to boost them. Mm-hmm. They work with. Um, I mean, she recently worked with Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell. So Joni Mitchell was her big one, where yeah. she relaunched. They they had salons together, and they became. Yeah. They became Joni Mitchell concerts with guests. Uh-huh. And what's her face? Who did Delta Dawn? Uh, oh, I can see. Yeah, but they yeah, they yeah. they collaborated on a song together. Mm-hmm. So Brandy Carlisle is. She has a career. I would, mm-hmm. I worship her. And then when you found out that on the Barbie soundtrack she's something to go girl song with her wife, right? It was just like that's just not. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Shit, thing. The new. I knew the news this week would be good. It was good news. It was good news. It was a lot of good news. But what is being used for you this week? You mean culture? What's being used in culture for you this week? Oh, okay, fine, fair enough. So for me, my food of the week, I made Zuppa Toscana from scratch. It was delicious. However, I think I'm going to take your hack, and the next time I make it, because I will make this again, yeah. I'm going to use coconut yeah. milk instead of the cream. Yeah. Like, it was it was heavy, it was good, but it was a little bit heavy. Can I ask, and I, I, I always yeah, yeah. strap from your one, it was, is Zuppa Toscana a thing, or is it just... Olive Garden invented it. Olive Garden invented it. Completely invented it. It's not Italian at all. What's the What's the ingredient that surprised you the most that makes it? Um, I don't know that there was an ingredient that surprised me. For me, it's the first use of kale like that. The kale. I've never really used kale like that, and it was like it, it really for me was like wow, kale actually can complete a recipe. It wasn't a surprise for me um, so much as 
I didn't realize that I it had an optional step to deglaze with white wine. I was like, it's white wine. Of course I'm going to be using it. And it actually added a lot to it. Yeah. Doing that. Uh, speaking of white wine, it's been a South Block weekend for me. Nice. Just testing out stuff for Thanksgiving. Song of the Week. There was a new single released by Dula Peep, Houdini. I've heard and reviews about me amazing. So here's the thing. It's not the deepest song. It's a catchy song. Yeah. It's a catchy song. I don't know that it's like, you know, badam badam level, but it's a catchy song. She is a more dancey version of Collie Ray Jepsum in terms of the earworm. She knows an earworm. So the thing is, she understands that she is a disco singer because it is modern disco. Yeah. And she has carved out that niche. She knows it. She knows it well. This is another disco song, so nice. I mean, I liked it. Um, my throwback, because we're starting to listen to Christmas music in the bleak midwinter. There we go. In the bleak midwinter. That song is dirty. I want I want to hear Rufus Rainwhite sing that one. Oh, I would kill for that one. My musical of the week, Holiday Inn. By Ivan Berlin. I don't know. Did we watch that? I, I I don't know that we watch. We it. should watch it. We should watch it. Yeah. I prefer White Christmas though. I seen White Christmas. So this was the stage version that came out in 2019. So I, because they you know periodically do these holiday ones like they had Elf on Broadway and they had Holiday Inn apparently in 2019. It was it was okay. It was okay. They took out the racist you know Lincoln song, but you know it's fun. Oh yeah, that's why I remember that hitting yeah. use. Yeah. yeah. Um, my movie of the week was what I saw with the priest. We went to see Killers of the Flower Moon, and I still have a petticoat lane that we will get to later on. It was a good movie. Yes. It was not a great movie, but it was a good movie. I always like the line in Lord of the Rings, I feel like I've lived too long, like a little bit of butter spread over too much toast. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that line has been used to describe quite a lot of things. Ironically, Return of the King. <laughs> yes, it was it was it was okay. Um having read the book, it took a different perspective. And when did the book come out? Oh gosh, uh at least 2016, I believe. So it's a new book. It's not. I know a lot. Of, yeah, a lot has yeah, happened yeah, in the last yeah, few yeah, years. Yeah, but yeah. so it's not like we're looking at a historical novel. No, it's not a historical novel. Um, but it's. Like, I think it was twenty sixteen. Um, it was. There were some things that were left out, and I was like, that was a choice to leave some of the stuff out because it would made it would have made a little bit more sense. So now that you've seen it, mm-hmm. can I can I be honest about something like in it? Uh-huh. Like I I did not go. I don't tend to go into movies knowing a lot I don't like spoilers and I, when I went to see uh-huh. the Marvels this week I'd heard a rumour something was going to happen so even though it was still kind of good at the end I was like I kind of heard the rumour this was going to happen which I didn't like uh-huh. so I, I I actually like going blind into a movie uh-huh. um, just like Helen Keller but uh, <laughs> I didn't know that this sort of bubble situation occurred in it with the Osage Osage I should know that because I love that film Osage Orange County. Yeah. Um, but so I was in Atlantic Plumbing with Cinema. We go to the the further you go back, the less signal you get. And I'm there like kind of on my phone in the cinema because I've okay. I didn't want another Lydia Tar moment where I thought something was real and it turned out to be fake afterwards. Right. And also, if you've seen like the film, um, like there's a lot of films now which take a 
blurred look on alternative look to stuff mm-hmm. so I was like wait is this this is real because I've, I'd never heard of this this idea that um, I knew I, as I the narrative I was always painted that Andrew Jackson basically stole everything of um, indigenous Amer- Americans and uh, essentially we, we have so much history that I've got to teach you for your citizenship yeah. test <laughs> but, and so I was just like is this an alternative reality and, no. I, and I didn't know that and it sounds horrible so don't, don't judge me but I'm there yeah. trying on my phone there was no signal and I'm like you know what I'm just going to presume this is real so it was all very much real. However, I think when the killing started, I realized it was real. So very much so. But the interesting thing is, the book actually started with the middle killing, which was the catalyst for a lot of stuff that happened. As opposed to we started at the, it was it was a weird take, and I was like, oh wait, 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 wait. But Lily Gladstone, yes, who I still Lily think Gladstone. will be up for. Oh, absolutely. Her almost hypnotic yet monotone delivery of how she describes the killings yes so, so not investigated yeah so I think that it's when Gail of the Pale Earring came out I know this is a weird jump yeah. the reviews were this is by all means a good film it's well directed it's well written it's well this it's just not an entertaining film yes and I feel this film was entertaining to an extent but it stretched it out over three and a half hours. Yes. It was one of these, I'm like, oh, we could have shortened this here and there. like, Or told it just a little bit differently. But again, it's Scorsese. He's going to do what he's going to do. Have you ever watched Andrew's Ashes? No. It's an Irish movie and every kid dies in it. Like, Andrew's kids just shot got ice in my mouth. And at the end of it, me and my mum were like, oh my God, is another child going to fucking die? <laughs> and like, this is a shame. You're, you're there going... She's got any more sisters. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of death, my television show this week, I started rewatching Cranford. Everyone fucking dies in Cranford. I'd forgotten about that. I've not seen that one. Who's in that one? Uh, Judy Dench, uh, Eileen Atkinson. And um, is it, um, oh, I love her as well. She played Marple. Uh, yes. Yeah, Ju- uh, Julia, Julia McKenzie. Yes, who's and Son- Who is Sondheim's muse. Oh. Julia okay. McKenzie yeah. sung the original... Um, uh, losing my mind. Mm. Yeah. Well, Melda Sarton's also in it. Yes, that was the one with the hats. Yes. They say Gavin and Stacey. Because there was Cranford and there was Larkwise or Candleford. And they came out about the same time that Cranford was the higher class one and Larkwise was that. Yeah. Victoria Wood, the British comedian, does a very good called Larkwise to Cranford. Mm. Um, in one of the ones, I'll play it for you. Uh-huh. Uh, you will piss yourself laughing. Uh, okay. No, honestly, now that's afterwards. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, that, that's been my culture for the week. How about you? Good culture. How about you? I like your culture. My culture is not as classy. Oh. Um, my food of the week uh, was sponsored by the waffle fry. Um, <laughs> so, the funniest story. Yeah, no, I, we just spent the whole weekend eating waffle fries, and <laughs> I, I said I, I did the marathon. When you run a marathon, and I should really say actually, when I ran a marathon, I did my last one in four hours twenty nine minutes. I did, did did this one in four hours and ten minutes. Yes, which one's a lot flatter than uh, not the booties on the men running in front of me. Uh, but I had a really good marathon. I absolutely mm. fucking loved it. I pretty yeah. much sprinted the last six mile. Was I been? I love fucking running. But afterwards, you are so hungry. Like everyone's like, "Do your legs hurt?" And they don't because I actually spent this whole week running again. Yeah, I'm trying to train for the bigger challenge. But um. Yeah, no, so I ate a lot of waffle fries. Music of the week, Cat Stevens. 
Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I That's was back. I'm trying to find some music for the hubs to start learning Twist Guitar, mm-hmm. and I like Wild World a lot. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, um, and then there was Peace Train came up, and um, oh. First Cut is the Deepest, which are my favourites because of PP. I love First Cut is the But my favourite version is PP Arnold, who they took it off Cat and gave it to PP. Um, we're going to ignore the Rod Stewart and what's her face? Cheryl Crow. Um, you know, no, I won't say that name. Television was beef. I finally finished that off. Oh. That was very good. It was definitely worth watching. The husband told me to watch it and I did. So did you watch season two or? No, season one. Okay. It's just good. It's, I don't think there'll be a season two. I think it just, it just doesn't need it. No, there. Oh wait, beef. Never mind. What are you thinking of? The bear. Sorry. The bear. The bear. So <laughs> Sorry. the bear. Oddly enough, <laughs> we're all having crosswords. Julian and Paul said to watch the bear, and uh, they said definitely give that. And they and they did say that the Jamie Lee Curtis episode is intense. So yeah, yeah. and also uh, finish off the morning show this week, season three. Apparently, I didn't realize this season four has already been commissioned before season three. Oh. The joke is, they say that the third graders are writing the scripts. Well, they are warm and fluffy. Um, but no, it's really good, very crazy. Films this week, The Marvels. Mm, okay. Mm, okay, right. Tell loved me. it. Mm-hmm. Loved it, loved it, loved it. I adore Brie Larson as uh, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. I adore the other ca- I cannot. Um, with it. Captain Rambo, adore her. And then uh, Miss Marvel. Love it all. Not the most inspiring villain. Mm-hmm. but the actual comedy action worked well as the core trio they were amazingly good the hubs came with me we went with lovely Christian mm-hmm. um, check him out online Rain of Beauty uh, but it was it was a really good film but my they are you can feel the fatigue mm-hmm. and this so when they did the original like I would say trilogy of phases so it was phase one phase two phase three we knew they were going to lead up to Infinity War everyone led up to the idea that at one point Thanos was going to do the snap boom yeah this the idea was they introduced in phase five was the multiverse do you know what the multiverse yes. is well for those actually because we are meant to be reaching out to people for those that don't know the multiverse was the idea was as alternate realities a giant what if within the Marvel Universe mm-hmm this was used eh, a little bit to sell more comic books the idea was that you could have multiple versions of the same character but the multiverse meant they existed at the same time and were both canon i.e. official they could just hop between the multiverses Mm -hmm. the good thing was that when they started to introduce it into um, the, the films the idea was especially if you've and a spoiler alert if I mean at this point just I mean any episode of it's five stars because uh, we've got a lot but the idea was that especially if you see the Spider-Man um, uh, No Way Home was they brought in the other two Spider-Men from, right. who didn't coexist and the idea being that they were part of this giant multiverse so Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield even though those films were not funded by the Marvel were had it meant they became they official were, they, they became yeah, canon yeah, 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 yeah. and it's very clever at the moment Marvel is recently just added a ton of properties to its uh, portfolio thanks to its acquisition of 20th Century Fox and some, one of these properties Koth X-Men the idea being that mutants have existed since the dawn of time you can't just now go oh they've been here all along they're using the multiverse as a way of saying in a different reality that, they were there the exactly time. Yes. and it's very clever mm-hmm. but this has led 
to a lot of confusion, a lot of un unfocus, because they're kind of saying, well, everything's everywhere all at once, which is ironically a really good film that deals with multiverses. <laughs> it doesn't also help at the moment that Marvel, its overall structure was that the big villain of this multiverse universe was going to be Kang the Conqueror, who is a character who... He does. Ex he's a multiversal character. He has multiple incarnations that conquer. That's the name. But Jonathan Majors at the moment is going through a lot of legal troubles because several, of his domestic abuse. Several. Legal so there is issues. also rumours that they don't know what to do. Now you've established a character who, in one scene in Ant Man and the Wasp, spoiler alert, you see five thousand different versions of. Mm. So they've had his face five thousand times. And they can't recast that. No. Marvel don't. They recast once for Incredible Hulk. Right. Oh, yeah, bugs are scratching. So okay. they're going for a bit. And, and then now the, the guy that directed Shang-Chi, which is an excellent movie, was going to direct um, Avengers and Kang Wars or something. Mm -hmm. He's now pulled out. And now they're going through a lack of folk. They, they're having a hard time. And I think there's a lack of inspiration. Well, it happens. But... I know, it's fatigue. It's I know fatigue. this is news and not culture, but I think Marvel is the such is such one. Mm -hmm. um, finally, this week we went to see comedy. I saw Brett Goldstein, oh, and how was the lovely Brett? He was excellent, actually, because he. I mean, sometimes when you have someone that's famous or been on TV, it's not as good. Let's right. face it. So I was a little bit nervous, but he was bloody good. Good. So we go to uh, DRR, DAR, DAR Constitution Hall. We get in, we get, uh, the hub finds us a, a drink quickly because the queues are massive. We're back a little bit. The ticket's not going to lie, $65 each. They were quite expensive mm. for like God's seats. Yeah. Sitting there, yeah, good view. You could, yeah, there's always a good view there. But yeah. you could, but very it's tiny. A, it's sort of intimate, like, yeah. But it's not like giant. Giant. Guy comes up to us, goes, do you guys want to be moved forward? And we're like, well, but, uh, I said, like, would you want to move down onto the floor? And we're like, well, yeah, but where? And that's not me looking gift horse, gift, that's not me looking a gift horse in the mouth, but, you know, we were up high, we could see across, down the floor could mean at the back next to the toilets, oh, looking right. through, he goes, row H. You're like, sold. The tickets that they gave us were $100 on top of what we got. Jeez. So we were at Row H, staying right at Brett Goldstein's crotch. Lord love you. But he was excellent. Uh, we both had a good time. He was sexy as shit. Mm. Said, he did a whole section on the word cunt. Excellent. excellent. And he called out my screen. Yes. He said I have an excellent pair of lungs. <laughs> so now seems like a jolly good time for us to take a break. We're going to refresh our drinks to a turn of the culture of the week. Mm. And we're back. That may have been a culture for us, but what's making an impact on everyone else? We check the feeds, test the moon, and answer the question, what is gay culture? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We debated long and hard this week. We had such an intense jumbo dong of an episode last week yes, that we, did. we were like well involving a lot so like, there's sounds outside we're feeding my dog my dog bug has been a little bit ill this week so we are giving him a um he's on a special diet and i'm just going to check quickly uh he ate it he ate it <laughs> good job bug 
Ah, uh, sorry. Ah, uh, to be a parent. Uh, no. So yeah. Um, so but, much for not having yeah, kids. Bucky, Bucky Bear's had a bit of an upset stomach, so he's on a strict chicken and rice diet for a couple of days to see how he feels. Uh, but no, so we decided this week we were going to do a whole. What do you want to do? And we were like, I mean, ring and we were both like trying to work out like Thanksgiving foods, and we knew that we were going to have to. We wanted a week off next week because, frankly, we want a week. We all want a week off, but also, you know, we'd have to. Usually, you know, I said, hear that curtain being peeked behind. We tend to do our notes. Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. and then we called either Thursday, Friday, right? And that's basically when Thanksgiving was falling over, <laughs> right? You know, Thanksgiving is always on a Thursday. So next week we've got another lovely episode of a film we're very much exci- excited to do. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a double record this week and doing you know a lot of like you know recipe planning. This is this is to say we're choosing an easy culture, culture. Top. but then we thought, well, with a recipe planning for Thanksgiving, why don't we discuss Thanksgiving? Exactly, exactly. So I'm gonna start because I want to know more about you. Mm-hmm. What does Thanksgiving mean to you, Daniel? So Thanksgiving for me, growing up, it was always a three day holiday in my mm. household. So there was on Wednesday there was the day of cooking, and that was I was in the kitchen with my grandmother. So I just had the day of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Granny and I were doing lines in the kitchen, one right after the other, and then the green bean casserole came out stunning. Oh, I bet that tasted good. Anyway, yeah. So, anyways, Wednesday was the day of cooking, yeah. and then Thursday, I mean, is the day of eating, watching the Thanksgiving parade, football games, dog shows, whatever, just being with family. Yeah. And then Friday was the day of shopping for Black Friday, and then putting up Christmas decorations. So it was a three day holiday. In my nice. Household. Like, and it was very much. It was the kickoff to the holiday season. So your grandma did it. Yes. When did she stop doing it? Um, she stopped doing it the year that she died. But I had always been helping her for like the entire decade before that. So I was doing it essentially. Yeah. So who then that year did someone realize that your grandma was ill and took it on? No, because she didn't get sick until like after Christmas. So like she was. Oh. But it but it was one of these that her Alzheimer's was to a certain point that she was just like she was directing people yeah. like what to do in the kitchen as opposed to doing it herself so I was I was doing the cooking <laughs> I was very much doing the cooking yeah. nice yeah nice and sad well I mean f- fun times fun yeah. times fun are like, you glad though you got to the last one was on her terms yes and not like well the last one grandma we had to do around someone else's house no I, I was very happy that it was done on her terms yeah. like you know it was, it was a good Thanksgiving. Did you... Who, who took it on after your grandma died? So, after my grandmother died, um, it fell to me and my dad to do it. Yeah. And then my grandfather died the year after that. And then certain family members stopped talking. And, you know, Thanksgiving then became, like, a insular, like, you know, either my dad, my aunt, our families would do something. Or it was just, you know, my dad and my brother and I. Because so, my parents were so divorced. how many people could you expect over one? When you're at the, at the height of Grandmama... At the height of Grandmama, it was 17 people for Thanksgiving. Wow. Like like I said, Wednesday was the day of cooking because you couldn't have one green bean casserole. You had to have two. Like, that was the thing. Like, it was... We're one this year because the vegetarians aren't here. So I can do just the one and it's going to save a lot of time and money. Same, same. <laughs> like, there's going to be sausage in the dressing this year. No, because I'm always yeah. curious about because uh, the hubs had an interesting Thanksgiving. He did a lot of stuff, but we never. So we don't have Thanksgiving. 
Like, mm-hmm. That needs to be pointed out. Right. right. We do not have Thanksgiving. And you don't have an equivalent to equivalent it. Equivalent to it. No, we... Uh, Christmas is uh, different as well, but we'll go into Christmas traditions later on. Yeah. But I love Thanksgiving now. I, I remember... It, we did know about it. Mm-hmm. The first... I, the reference I knew to it was a third uh, rock from the sun joke. Okay. Where the whole episode is them spent Sally cooking. If you haven't seen Further Off from the Sun, was a, a show about in the late nineties about aliens, mm-hmm. and it launched. Uh, well, John Lithgow was really big, but it also launched Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Right, amazing Jugolo. show. And, and there were aliens exploring humanity, and there was they. It was like Sally trying to cook this Thanksgiving turkey, and there was mm-hmm. all arguments about how they cook it, and you know, do you do butter, do you do salt, mm-hmm. and she eventually delivers a turkey onto it, and the final line of. Um, the whole episode they used to sit out on their roof and look at the stars and they go well I'm glad we don't have to do that for another year <laughs> and my mum had to explain it no because Thanksgiving is just before Christmas because obviously we were watching it in the new year when they used to get the American shows mm-hmm. so I remember that and then uh, my I used to work for an organisation called Exposure which is still going on a youth charity in uh, North London please check uh-huh. it out and we used to get American interns come in and mm. on the first day they would do a Thanksgiving. They would do, uh, they would go get oh, like, oh, that's very nice. like a rotisserie chicken and stuff. And we'd, yeah, we'd work it out and they'd go up to Marks and Spencer's and buy all the stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was it. And then I got out here and I started developing, we did a couple of years, we did some lovely years with some lovely people and some other years that people decided to put a turkey in a crock pot to cheat and it does cook it but not the same no um and we went back and forward on a lot of things you know we went down people's houses at the start and then i think when we moved into this place we decided there and then that that was it we were going to be doing it a couple of years ago we were in denver and our lovely friends did it but no i i i, I we now my thanksgiving you know now is we i cook and then we take it around to alex and sarah's and actually mm-hmm. that helps because it lets me enjoy it but right. i love it oh I, I i i i adore thanksgiving i think that i get to spend i spend you know most of wednesday afternoon cooking all my casseroles and side dishes preparing like the stuffing mm-hmm. turkey will be in its bath i have a glass or ten of wine i'll probably put some tv onto the alexa it's yeah. a real chill afternoon Oh, by the way, the hubs won't be back till 9pm, so we and you are going to be hanging out. Oh, absolutely. He's in New York for that bit. And that's it. And so that's... I'll probably cut my dressing, like, round noon on Wednesday then. But then so the good thing is that Thursday, mm-hmm. I'll just get up and put the turkey in the oven. Oh, absolutely. And then there's nothing you can do till midday. Yeah. So I'm just going to watch the parade. And I love the parade. I love the parade so much. So my first actual Thanksgiving in America, though, was before I met the hubs. I was in New York. We, we It was cheap to stay in New York that weekend because people were trying to avoid it like a plague. Mm-hmm. And we, we watched, me and Emma watched the parade. Aww. We went and actually, and that's the first time I heard the word, hey buddy, get used as a threat. Because uh, a kid got his figure crushed in the barricade. So, so question, where were you at watching the parade? Like, I do you remember what portion of I, We came out at Times Square and went up a, a bit. So I can't remember, like we could see, we were on a side street so we could see the balloons go by, but mm. we weren't actually on the parade. Got it, got it, we got stood it. there for ages. It was really good. We could see all the balloons and that Uncle Sam deflated right next to us, which oh. was hilarious. <laughs> and then that day we weren't sure what to do. And we were in literally, we could see that a lot of places were doing up Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. And we ended up in a pub next to the Stonewall Inn. And they oh, were like, yeah, yeah, yeah just buy a drink. And, um, and you know, you can have all these, they, they had a whole buffet of food. So we actually had Thanksgiving there. Oh, very nice. And it was great. But the land, land, landlord's mother, landlord's kind of cute, but his mum came and chatted to us. And she goes, I knew you guys want some pie. And she had like um, pumpkin pie cheesecake. 
Uh-huh. And my friend, I love her to death. Love you, Emma, if you're listening to this. And she just went, cinnamon makes me yak. And I'm like, I'll have it then. <laughs> and then Emma went, so what, like, tell us about America. And she goes, I, I don't really talk about much. And I don't really talk about politics. Well, I do, but not while that man's in the White House. And that was Obama. And oh. I was like, Ooh, oh, that killed oh. that conversation. Oh, traces, uh, traces, traces. <laughs> but no, that was, that was it. Mm-hmm. So what is your earliest Thanksgiving memory, though? So my earliest Thanksgiving memories are very much getting up early. So this is prior to me, like, helping my grandmother, yeah. like, be roped into that. It was very much getting up early the morning of and watching the parade while, like, Dad was, you know, making one of the side dishes because my grandmother was like, I can trust you to make this one thing. And so, like, I remember watching the parade. Like, I always remember doing that. And I do have a very distinct memory of there was the one Thanksgiving that was an anomaly in that uh, it happened when we were I was in high school so it was sophomore year where there was the year of the schism for Thanksgiving is what we call it so my dad mom my brother and I and then my aunt Melissa and my uncle Jeff and my cousin Jesse and Elijah and my grandmother all decided that we were not going to spend Thanksgiving at home and so we went up to Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg and we had a Thanksgiving up there so we were at Dollywood and we were you know at the Dixie Stampede and we were like at the Christmas store and all these other locations whereas my grandfather and my other uncle and his wife and my two younger cousins at that time were back home having to fend for themselves for Thanksgiving it was it was one of those that granny was very upset with papa that year and so she's like we're not doing thanksgiving down here and so um i think that was the closest they ever, they ever got to divorce maybe oh, God. <laughs> well actually take that back they had the marriage annulled the first time so you know she's been there done that but uh yeah nice. it was a very interesting year but it was very memorable so final quick fire question before we finish off the show uh-huh. what does thanksgiving mean to you now um it's a time for being with my chosen family yeah. that i love and adore cheers so cheers it's, it's me it's like it's relocating with my new traditions it's my new family my new life and I and also yeah. just it starts off the holiday season I'm so fucking excited it puts I, you in the mood I am in artificial holly jolly fucking mood for the next six weeks because I go right through to Jan 5th that's right do it right we can't say Jan 6th now because of that right <laughs> cannot say that but the 5th and with that let's move on to the end of the show absolutely As we round up the end of the show, usually we have what we call gags and goots, but I actually have a question for you, Daniel. Uh-huh. Very quick question. Uh-huh. Why is a new Mean Girls movie not being advertised as a musical? And I like to point out mm. that Missy at Work came up to me this week and went, are you looking forward to the new movie? It's weird, isn't it? They're not advertising it as a musical. And I went, I showed her my notes and she went, same wavelength. You know, I have yet to figure out why it's not being advertised as a musical. Like, they have, like, a few bars of um, the Apex Predator, like, yeah. in a portion of it. But that's the only reference to it being a musical. And it's not even Regina George singing. Like, I don't know why they are not saying Mean Girls, the musical, the movie. Yeah, it's got a note in one of the, the letters, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. But you have no idea. I have no idea. I, 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 are, we, are we just not? Are we just too scared to admit that Mean Girls is old enough for a, a reboot? I mean, maybe. Spider-Man got rebooted. 
Spider-Man periodically. It's gets 20 revisited. years old, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I just noticed that. I was just wondering. So actually, listeners, if you want to like message us and say why you think it's not being advertised as Mean Girls a musical. Yeah. But it's very curious if you ask me. It is very curious. And with that, what's your word of the week? So my word of the week is sapid. Sapid means a strong, pleasant taste. So I'm going to use it in cheers. May your Thanksgiving be sapid, savory, and illicit memories of time gone by and to futures to come. Cheers. Thank you. Yep. And with that, we walk down Petticoat Lane. Oh, and my God, am I going to be so petty on this one. Max, I do not understand why movies that are over three hours long do not have intermissions anymore. Yeah. Dr. Zhivago had an intermission. Guess what? I could fucking go and pee during the middle of that, but couldn't do it during Killers of the Flower Moon. And what did I want to do that last hour of the film? I wanted to fucking pee because we were already at three hours was very long it was so long but here's the thing Oppenheimer also didn't have an intermission why have we gotten rid of intermissions they're beautiful things and also winds it down you have to edit in the pacing of it but no I think we need to now look at it and also even if you're watching from home people are like well you can pause it yeah but you're still pausing it yeah an an interval is a bit where you get to a scene the beats lead you to that scene it creates a natural pause and you move on so the natural portion where the intermission should have been is at the wedding scene yes after that perfect that's the end but you got to edit and they're too scared to do that now I'm like just put an intermission block please do it I'm with you on that Uh, that, that's my petticoat line and then with that Daniel what do you think is going to be culture next week oh well does it really matter because we're not doing a regular episode next week I think we'll be just saying thanks so we're going to be saying thanks for everything thank you Julie (laughs) Newmar yes Daniel, do you think we covered everything? My dear, we have barely set the agenda. Cheers. Cheers. You've been listening to Bitches With Beards. I've been Max. And I'm Daniel. A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. All music and clips are used under fair use. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.